This is The Actors Room. My name's Jeff Tarowski. Thank you for listening. This week, we talk about a documentary. This has been on my mind for a long time. I've researched this case for the past six months. Hardcore. The doc is called An American Murder, The Family Next Door, done by Netflix just a few months ago, or even shorter than that. I'm going to give my take on what happened to the family of Christopher Watts and Shanann. They're two beautiful daughters, Bella and Cece. Young kids. This story is horrific on a lot of levels and should never have happened. Sit back, relax. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Actors Room. Here we go. August 13th, 2018, early morning. Shanann Watts comes home at 2 o'clock in the morning following a business trip that she had had. There is footage of Mrs. Watts, pregnant, 14 weeks pregnant, coming home from the business trip, her friend dropping her off at 2 o'clock in the morning. The footage seen of Mrs. Watts walking up the driveway onto the porch, putting in her numeric keyed code to get in to the front door, is the last you will ever see Shanann alive. For a few hours next. Getting a little emotional, folks. You're going to have to bear with me with this episode. This one touched me beyond a level I don't understand. And I've looked up so many cases. I enjoy true crime. It's my hobby. As much as I love acting. This uh, this show allows me to do docs. Because it's entertainment related. Hate to say it. But it's entertainment. In a fucked up way. But this one. This story. And I hate to call it a case. It makes it sound so superficial. So unreal. You're standing on a hill. Looking down on this situation. You're removed. And you just spot off opinions. Because you don't really know. What happened. And Netflix brought this documentary. An American murder. For the world to see. Because before that. This story has been bantered around by all sorts of sources. All sorts of opinions. And some facts. Facts that people skew as well. Because that's just what the media does. That's just what people on Reddit do. YouTube. They just love to spin it. But it's always done in a way that makes them feel better about themselves. Doesn't it? But we have to dive deep into this doc and into the story 
because there's a lot of people that might be listening, wanting to hear somebody else's opinion or their view about the whole story. Folks, we just can't wrap our heads around a situation like this, can we? Especially when it seems that everything on the surface is pretty okay with this family, right? I mean, we know the end product and what happened. And we might as well state that right now. Father Christopher Watts. In his 30s, and the same with his wife, Shanann, they're in their 30s, two young kids, Mr. Christopher Watts murdered his wife, Shanann, and his two young daughters, Bella, age three, Cece, age two. And not only that, but his unborn child, son, son, Nico, a son, Chris, always Wanted. Why did he do this? Is it as superficial as saying he lost it? (laughs) And you think, yeah, that makes perfect sense. He lost it. He snapped. Everything went black. And he can even barely remember what happened that night. It was just, he, he lost his mind. What they call that? Temporary insanity. And these things do occur. Very rare. Very. But it does happen. And that's the most realistic way to explain what happened. Dad lost it on mom. Had some sort of episode within his brain. And doesn't even know why. He murdered his two beautiful young daughters. That's it. Plus, he's just a narcissistic asshole. End of story. Book it. Poor Shanann. Right? Poor kids. Send him to hell. Goodbye. And that's what I think 95% of the people that watched this doc are going to say. Going to think. And then move on with their lives. Boy, that Chris Watts. What a horrible human being, a horrific father, terrible husband, all that stuff. And people that say that have every right to say that. They do. And I'm not condemning anybody that feels that way. I just, I can't do that. This husband and father did one of the most unspeakable things you can imagine. For me, anyway. And I'm sure most of you out there feel the same way. I'm upset when my kids get a cold. Have the sniffles. I'm off. Because I don't like to see my kids in pain. Or in any uncomfortable position. (sighs) Folks. The documentary does what it does in placing Shanann in the brightest of lights, the victim, and what happened to her was unspeakable and horrific. 
And the same, of course, could be said about the kids. I mean, those poor kids were murdered by their father. Think about that. Their hero. The man that's supposed to protect them. It's unbelievable to me. It doesn't, for me, in my brain, it doesn't register in my brain. So the documentary has, of course, Shanann shown in the brightest of lights and deservedly so. What happened to her was horrible. And we must place her on a, I don't want to say a pedestal, but in a, a, a bright, positive light. And Netflix does this through the docu. They show great footage. Because in this day and age, nearly everything's recorded with uh, police cams, uh, people having cameras outside their house, all that stuff. So, boom. This story has a lot of footage. And it's really interesting that Netflix uh, really did a great job. And showing all that footage for us to see step by step, like what happened afterwards. And how did the police uh, go about questioning him? And just, I don't know, like that was fascinating to me to see all that footage and to see how Chris was trying to weasel his way out of it <laughs> and doing a horrible job at that. He's got to be one of the worst liars I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of bad liars. (laughs) Chris Watts, you are up there, sir. And the cops knew it. There is something wrong with this guy. And ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of things wrong with Christopher Watts. (laughs) Netflix did a great job with presenting Shanann in a great light. They did. It was well done. Uh, one out of 10, or let's say uh, one out of five stars, I give the doc a four. Uh, just by presenting a positive angle on Shanann and the kids. And that deserved to be done for her family, Shanann's family, uh, her father, Frank. And her mom, sorry. <laughs> I forget. You know what? Her name may just come to me. Um, and of course, their son, Frankie Jr., which is Shanann's brother, younger brother. And I think it did them justice. Watching that doc, um, one of the few moments in their lives since all this happened where they may have had a smile on their face. Um, I kind of just want to brush over the dock. Because it's simple. It's plain as day who the devil is and who the angels were. But is it that simple? Is it? And... That's why I've been researching this for the past six months. Because ladies and gentlemen, it ain't that simple. It never really is when something like this happens. 
folks. It happens for a reason. Chris Watts, is he evil? Most say, uh, yeah. (laughs) I say, I don't know if people are born evil or just sort of happens along the road. So, buckle up, folks. <laughs> if you got a seat buckle handy around, if you're in your car, you're in luck. But if you're not, grab some rope, uh, cords, whatever you can. <laughs> Strap it on. You may squirm around during this whole thing. Because I never want to place blame where it doesn't exist. In a horrific case, story like this. It just, you have to place it in several areas. And when I say that, you may understand why I said it at the end of my show. Because Chris Watts and Shanann didn't have the best marriage. And most of you will go, okay, yeah, well, look what happened. So what did happen? Chris didn't just wake up one morning, okay, that morning, August 13th, 2018. He didn't wake up that morning. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be married to her anymore. I don't want to have kids anymore. Uh, gone. Uh-uh. Before we get into that, let's rewind. <laughs> let's go back in time a little bit and try to figure out the cast of characters in this whole play uh, story. <laughs> and you know my show. I love to do this. This is what I do. I dive deep. I want to know about Shanann and Chris. What were their childhoods like? Who are their parents? Who are their siblings? What did they do in their young lives? Who were they? What made them tick? I'm that guy. I find out what makes you tick. You interesting people that are caught in fascinating situations that require special attention. Well, this story requires all of those things. So those of you who have never listened to my show before, click on it to get someone else's opinion about this story. Welcome. I have other shows, other docs I talk about. Check them out. I hope you enjoy the rest of this show talking about this story. What made Chris and Shanann tick? Okay, Chris. We're only going to talk about his childhood for a little while in his early life. You know why? Because it's fucking boring. <laughs> uh, folks, when you do research on these two lovebirds... <laughs> You're going to come to the same conclusion. Chris Watts' childhood, young life. 
pretty boring. Shanann Watts slash Rusick, her real name, not so boring. Pretty interesting. Very. So first we'll talk about Chris's childhood. Quiet kid. Has a sister, Jamie. She's older. Pretty. Blonde, pretty, popular, talkative, uh, spunky. Uh, Mom got along with the sister very well. They were close. Uh, Chris and his father, Ronnie, same thing. They bonded. They liked sports, auto racing. They're from North Carolina. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. The setting. I'm usually pretty good at that. But those of you who know about this story, you know that Chris and Shanann were from North Carolina. So, no big surprise. But you got to state that, right? I just did. (laughs) And in North Carolina, you know, cars, auto racing, NASCAR, all that stuff. They love it over there. So that's what Chris and his dad love to do. Go to races, talk about sports. And they were close. Chris was smart. Is smart. Because he's still alive. The fucker is still alive. You know why he's still alive? Because the prison people keep him away from other prisoners. He would be D-E-A-D dead within a few weeks of his prison stay if he was in general population. I say, put the fucker in general population. Why are they babying some of these these people? To keep them alive? Why? <laughs> this guy deserved to die as soon as it was confirmed that he had done what he did. That's my opinion. Okay. Okay. And all the circumstances that led up to him doing this horrific act, that's what I'm fascinated with. That's what I love to dive into, and so do you, right? That's why you're listening to this show right now. It's because you're so interested in what happened before this horrific story of August 13th, the murders. We can't only wrap our heads around that, the murders. But we can't wrap our heads around their pasts. So let's get back to Chris. Little Chrissy. <laughs> Little Chrissy was quiet, very smart, loves sports and cars. And that's about it, man. Honestly, there's not much more. He had no game with women. Virtually no game. I had no game. I can admit that. But I saw a hell of a lot more action than Christopher Watts in high school. From what I gather, Chris got no action in high school. Very sad. I mean, that's the time to sort of date other girls and have fun, Chris. That's how quiet he was. Insecure. And just no game with girls. He was, I mean... He wasn't ugly, Chris. I don't think so. I think that the way he looked in high school, he should have had a few dates. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't happen for Chris. I guess it just happens to some guys. They, that passes them by. Um, maybe it wasn't that important to him at that time. Uh, from what I hear, 
he really concentrated on getting good grades in sports and things like that. He played football uh, and just baseball. I also loved those sports. So did Chris. And I, he did well in some sort of NASCAR school after high school. Um, and did well there. One of the smartest kids in his grade or class in college. College friends give the same story about Chris socially. Quiet. He hardly ever hung out. But when he did, you know, he was a bit talkative, but not much. Uh, he just kept to himself. Seems like a really good guy. No signs. He never got in fights with anybody. Never caused any trouble. He doesn't like confrontations. I'm the same way. I can identify with Chris Watts. And that worries me. Because what's the difference between me and Chris? I'm a man. I have a family. And he had the same kind of traits did I have. Especially as a young man. Um, shy to myself. Hating confrontations. What, folks, when I say I hate confrontations, that's an understatement. I stay as far away from arguments as possible. I try to do everything in my power to make sure there are no fights. And if I smell one coming on, I try to do everything I can to snuff it out. That was Chris Watts. And what he ends up doing, for me, makes no sense. It doesn't fit his makeup. Does it? doesn't so then you have to ask yourself this question about Chris here we go was he psychologically damaged maybe or was there something else where is he off I'll tell you where he's off psychologically I don't buy it Chris lacked a certain Emotion. Something within his emotional being. I'm not saying Chris Watts doesn't feel emotion because he does. I'm telling you. There's something in Chris that you and I don't have. Or there's something in us that Chris Watts doesn't have. That certain aspect of emotion... That Chris missed the boat on. It wasn't there from the start. Chris Watts, is he a narcissist? No, he's not. And a lot of people will say, of course he is, you moron. You're, you can't get any more narcissistic than Chris Watts. And I say, you're wrong. Dead on wrong. It's an easy way to explain why he did what he did. He's a narcissist, psychopath, end of story, book it. And I'm telling you, that's not the case with this guy. He's so far not a narcissist. He's a so-so, a, 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 psych, a psychopath, maybe. Maybe. There was something in him from the very start, 
from the very kick. As soon as he popped out, maybe even before that, it was already in him, this thing. And I hate to put a, a, a term on it, a definition. Because it's hard to do. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their shit. What they have inside deep down that they don't want to tell anybody about. And it all measures within badness, goodness. Chris was a bad apple. Whatever other fruit you want to call this guy. And you can call him a kumquat. Is that a fruit? I don't know what a kumquat is. But he was a kumquat. (laughs) A deranged, damaged kumquat. From the go. Lacking in some sort of emotion. He just didn't have. And alongside of him, walking through his life, alongside with Chris, was this dark shadow. You watch Dexter. That's coming back. Dexter. Not as extreme as Dexter. It's a TV show. What do you call the dark passenger? Chris Watts had a dark passenger, folks. His whole life. It was always there. Always there. And he did the best he could to keep it at bay. And he did. For most of his young life. I think there was one story I found in his childhood. Where a childhood friend said he saw a glimpse of something not right with Chris. Which is very rare. Most of the stories you hear about Chris... Very positive. But there was a story a friend told in his childhood. Where Chris was doing something. He was hitting. Maybe. uh, Like hitting something. With a bat or a stick. And it grazed his friend. Or something. Like on accident. And it hurt his friend. And his friend. Started wailing. Like crying. In pain. And the friend said after he was done wailing in pain that Chris was laughing at the situation. And the friend said, Why are you laughing, man? I'm in pain here. And you hit me. And Chris said, jokingly, that I really enjoyed listening to you cry. In his response to his friend crying, Chris's response was laughter. Now, take of that what you will, but is that like a little glimpse where Chris kind of took his mask and pushed it down a little bit at times in his life, but for the most part, kept his dark passenger at bay, played the game, his game. To try to stay normal. And is that why he found it hard. To get dates in high school. Because of this dark thing inside. He didn't trust it. Okay. We talked about Chris's childhood. And early life. Before he meets. Shanann. Alright folks. We gotta talk about Shanann. Rusick. Okay, whoa, oh boy, this is, 
I've dreaded this because I, I gotta do it. Gotta. And those you really placed this beautiful light, this angelic beam upon her as a mother, as a, a sister, and a daughter, and plainly as a human being, uh, this holy light. Please stop. If anything, she is a wronged murder victim on, at the hands of her fucked up husband. Okay? That's exactly what happened on August 13th, 2018. Let's repeat that with me. All of you listeners out there. You are placing, and I'm talking about ones that are placing this angelic saintly light upon Shanann Rusick slash Watts is because of what happened to her on August 13th, 2018 in Colorado. Did you say that with me? I hope you did. I'm going to start off before I start talking about Shanann and plainly state on my show to my audience or whoever is listening by chance. I am in no way at all, at all, victim blaming. Not at all. I would never do that. I'm not that guy. I want to put that on the table. The actor, the actor's room table. It's sturdy, and I'm here, and I'm telling you, erase it from your opinion and mind. I am in no way placing Shanann Rusick, blaming her in any way, on what happened to her that night. Okay, got that out of the way. So I don't want to hear it in the comment section. You're victim blaming. Shame on you, sir. You should burn in hell with Chris after he dies. Don't do it. I don't want to hear it. Because that's not what I'm doing. I'm diving into the story. I think it needs to be done. I'm going to do it. So here we go. (laughs) I know. I get snarky. I don't mean to. I just have a lot of passion. I don't want to come off negative. I'm just very passionate about what I talk about. I'm very passionate about situations like this, these stories that I can't understand. So what I do is I strap on my boots, okay? And I I start treading out into the fucking mud, so to speak, with my big galoshes on because I want to find out about everybody in this situation to make it more real to me and how something like this could happen. And that's why you're here too. So I'm going to get off my box. I'm going to step down off my box. Sorry. I don't mean to yell at you. Did I yell at you? Shit. <laughs> what a dick. I'm not a dick. I'm far from it, folks. I'm just very passionate. I got that from my dad. My dad's the same way. You're just, Doug, stop freaking yelling at me. And my dad will be like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm sorry. It, it may have came off that way. I'm not. I'm just very passionate and I get loud. Now that I'm done ranting, I do that on my show. Let's talk about Shanann Watts. 
Got to do it. And as I was kind of going into Shenan, I was getting a little heated because I'm scared uh, just because I don't want to victim blame. And I'm really nervous about this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> First off, Shanann was so cute. If I was in high school with her, right, I would have been like, I, I would definitely have had a crush on this girl right up my alley in the way of how she looks. Okay. And it, hey, I'm just pointing out uh, <laughs> certain uh, tidbits of information about Shanann. And I'm doing it. I'm a man. Okay. And I'm telling you, uh, she is right up my alley as far as uh, women that I'm attracted to. Dark hair, cute. Uh, she gets older, curvy. Uh, she's just very attractive to me. Okay. I've stated it. Okay. <laughs> she's damn cute. Uh, bubbly, right? Talkative. Strong-willed, folks. Shanann, very strong-willed. Um, she struggled in high school in the beginning, like most of us, with confidence. This is nothing new. And that is in no way something special about Shanann. I don't... She was uh, unconfident as a young person. Um, most of us were... Okay. So... I'm just pointing that out. Uh, some people will say, wow, what a big thing. She went from being very self-conscious, very not confident, and then she kind of got over that. Well, a lot of people do. And Shanann did too. It was a great thing. Uh, there were a few teachers she had in high school that helped her with that. And she pointed that out. Right out of high school, she got married pretty quick. His last name was King. He was studying to be an attorney. Uh, Shanann and Mr. King got married pretty young. I believe they both went to the same high school. That's how they met. The marriage didn't last long. Okay. Uh, nobody really truly knows from the outside. Us from the outside. Okay. Not part of the family or part of that situation. Exactly why they broke up. It could be a lot of reasons. They married young. Uh, the husband might have been really concentrating on his career, becoming a lawyer. And Shanann was sort of, you know, ignored. You got to be really tough to get through those uh, sort of times in a marriage like that. Especially if your spouse is going into a career field like being an attorney or being a doctor. Okay. They're not going to be around that much, folks. It's true. They're busy people. They're studying their asses off. And Shanann sort of drifted away from the marriage, um, became very distant, wouldn't come home some nights. So the marriage was just not going to work. They got divorced. And because they were so young and so young in their careers, there wasn't really much taken away from either side financially. It's just they were young. Um, they probably were in debt after that. Uh, anyway, um, before we move on, to other aspects of Shanann after her divorce from Mr. King. We got to really dive into Shanann psychologically. 
lot to talk about here, folks. I think that Chris is actually easier to talk about in that way because what he did, you can easily label him. And I labeled in my own way how I felt about Chris. I think that he just, he is missing something inside emotionally. And uh, uh, partly a psychopath will do that to you. Butch Nan. Um, this is a very insensitive, low self-esteemed person. And I don't know why. She was very pretty. Um, bubbly. Where was this self-conscious thing where she was so low on herself? And my audience is going, well, why do you think that? Well, I'll tell you why. Shanann, that's not her real name, folks. Her name's Shannon. Her parents call her Shannon. That's what she was named. I believe the spelling of her name, her real name, is S-H-A-N-N-A-N. Or S-H-A-N-A-N-N. But it's pronounced Shannon. That's what her parents called her. Why all of a sudden, later in her life... Is she changing her name? And most will say because she wanted to change it. Okay. Is she uh, an actress? Is she a rock star? Okay. <laughs> and I get why like people change their you know stage name. They have a real name and then they have a stage name. I get that. I did that. I was an actor. My real name is Jeff Tarowski. And I felt Tarowski wasn't that sexy an actor name. I think it is now. I wish I would have kept my name in the very beginning of my career. My stage name was Jeff Falk. My mom's side of the family, their name was Falk. So I took that. Because I wanted to change my name to be an actor. Why is Shanann changing her name? Her real name's Shannon. Why Shanann? Because it's cute? I guess you could do this. Uh, and damn me for damning her. For changing her name. But for me that. Bothers me. Uh, your original name. Is it good enough for you? What? Because not only did she change. The pronunciation. From Shannon. To Shanann. She also changed the. Uh, spelling a little bit. And putting a. Apostrophe. In her name. <laughs> Folks. Why does that bother me so much? I'll tell you why. Her parents gave her a name. She's not becoming an actress or rock star. Okay. If she was, they'd be like, okay, I get it. For Hollywood and whatever, for your career, you want to change your name for that. I guess people can change your names, whatever they want. Maybe I'm just being an idiot about this. Is this a big deal? I think it's kind of a big deal. It shows that she wanted to stick out and be special in that way. And some of you will say, well, what's wrong with that? I say, well, why do you got to do that? It shows, okay, it just shows this. It showed how low her self-esteem was. If she has to change her fucking name like that, maybe it's no big deal. But I think it's a sign of things to come with Shanann. Here we go.
Well, she got divorced. She's on her own again, right? Single. She's got to get a job. And she does. At a place called Dirty South. Okay? This place specializes in like car parts and cars, rims, things like that. Rims, you know. Specialty items for cars. She was uh, a bookkeeper there. Okay. And then later on, she became more involved selling cars and doing other things for the business. Anything she could. Um, this... <laughs> I don't know why. Uh... The things that happen at Dirty South are shrouded in mystery. They gotta be. Those who looked up this case and are enamored with it. One of the most questionable, questionable things about Shanann, Chris, the whole situation, or just Shanann, period, is what the hell happened at Dirty South, this car place. <laughs> because not too long after this, Shanann, on her own, okay, buys this beautiful house. I'm not talking about some uh, 1,500-square-foot ranch that some single woman can afford working at a car parts store. Okay, okay. It wasn't car parts, but you know what I mean, man. Do you know how big that house was? What was it, 4,000-square-footage? You should see this house. It's huge. Big. Big, big house. How in the hell did this lady at the age of 25 working at Dirty South as a bookkeeper, a salesperson, and God only knows what else she was doing there, afford a house that's 4,000 square feet in footage, beautiful, furnished completely on her salary. What the hell was she doing there? I guess it was said she got that house, right? Put down 25 grand in cash. <laughs> uh, alarm bells, uh, whistles. Uh, should be going off. How the hell did she do that? How did that happen? That's fishy. And if you don't think that's fishy, there's something wrong with you. You think that's fishy? I do. Um, what? Uh, what? <laughs> you should check out this house, man. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, that's a house a doctor buys. A lawyer. Uh, someone that makes really good bank. Uh, Shanann wasn't making pretty good bank. What was she doing? And that's the first time. Man, the, the whole name changing thing. I Whatever. <laughs> it bothers me. It doesn't bother you. I guess we can agree to disagree on that one. But when I found out about the house, my suspicions were confirmed. And should be for you too. That's my opinion. What's going on with this lady? 
Why does she need to buy a house that big? Even if she had the means to buy it. A single woman like that. I mean, she could do it. This is America. Do whatever the fuck you want. She was making uh, $200,000, $250,000 a year and wants to buy a big fucking house. She can fucking do it. Why might I judge her? Fine. I guess that's bad on me. But she wasn't making $250,000 a year. Okay. She wasn't. She, there's no fucking way. There was something shady going on there. It's rumored and not confirmed at all. At all. That she was involved in something illegal. There's no proof to back this up. Because charges were never filed. Against her. It's been rumored she was embezzling from the company. She was a bookkeeper there. She was uh, screwing people that worked there out of benefits. And she was pocketing cash. (laughs) Uh, That would explain putting down 25 grand on a house. Wouldn't it? That makes sense. But then people come back at me and say, Jeff, well, if she was stealing from this company, they would take her down, obviously. And I say, you're right. Absolutely. And then I'll come back and, tell, and say to you, well, then why wasn't it done? Why wasn't she taken down by the owner? And I'll tell you why. But of course, this is my opinion. No facts. Just my opinion. The owner of Dirty South was as crooked as she was. Now, was he in on this embezzlement stuff? Could be. He may not have known all the details. But he was dirty too. Dirty South, dirty owner. They ain't hard to figure out. (laughs) Plus, it's also rumored that Shanann and him were, you know, and it on. And for Shanann to go down for this, this owner would have had to have done this. That's his call. And I guess this happens. He didn't. He just plain out didn't press charges. There was another lawsuit against Dirty South shortly after that. And in documents put out with this lawsuit in court documents. There's Shanann's name on a document of Dirty South. Placing her as a co-owner. Folks. How did Shanann. <laughs> become co-owner of Dirty South. Within a very short period of time. Um, What? Let me say that again. In case you missed it. There's a court document out there. When Dirty South was put. Into a lawsuit. And Shanann. Is stated in a document. That she co-owned that place. How the hell is that possible? What the hell was going on at Dirty South? I'll tell you what. Dirty, dirty things. Shanann was involved with this stuff. Okay? You can yell at me all you want. Till tomorrow, till next week, until whenever. 
But you gotta tell yourself this. If there's smoke, folks, telling you, more than likely, there's fire. Not a brush fire, but a fire nonetheless. You gotta ask yourself, how did she freaking have the money to buy that house? Can you explain that to me in a way that makes sense? And don't tell me. She saved up to buy that house. I don't want to fucking hear it. (laughs) Because... Even if she did, you have to maintain that place. You now have a mortgage there. You now have to upkeep it. Was she that stupid? (laughs) Maybe she was. And the things she does after this (laughs) may actually back that up. (laughs) That's actually a good point. Because Shanann was awful with money. She lived way beyond her means. And why did she have to do that? She wanted to prove to people that she could do it. She wanted to be successful. She actually said, and this is from Shanann, that will be my revenge. Those are words out of her mouth. That's my revenge, being successful. Having the big house. Having the beautiful cars. Showing people I did it. I made it. My life is awesome. You suck. (laughs) I don't. Look at me. I did it. That was Shanann. That's what I get. And I think I'm right. Am I wrong? All you people... That place her in angelic light. (laughs) Okay. And. That's fine. It really is. I'm just trying to. Put a little bit more real. To this story. That makes sense. I'm going to put a little bit more reality. To this situation here. Because it goes deeper. To what you see on the surface. That's all I'm saying. With any story. Dive deep enough, things get really interesting. And talking about Shanann is definitely more interesting than talking about Chrissy Boy. (laughs) Oh, Chrissy Boy. You know, because people will say, oh my God, he's so complex. Oh my God. (laughs) Because he did this horrific thing. And oh my, we could just spend centuries trying to pick his brain and understand why he did what he did. Not really. For me, I've just gone over it in my head over and over again. That it's so complex. Chris is just, I can't understand him. And for what he did, I don't understand. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I'm trying to make sense of that. But him... Like, he ain't that complicated, folks. He ain't. Okay. He's weak. He's kind of a little pussy boy. Sorry, Chris. You know it, and I know it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. He had women pushing him around. Okay. His mom pushed him around. That happens. His wife pushed him around. Shanann pushed him around. He let it happen. Bro, 
Chris, guys, stick up for yourself, man. He never did. And it may be an aspect or part of why he did what he did. Did did it all just sort of bubble up? You hold stuff in for too long, right? (laughs) Boom. We'll get into the boom next episode. Looking down. We're about an hour. We're going to go about an hour. And then we'll continue next week. Hang in with me, folks. Hang in. Once in a while, I will pause in my show. Took a moment there to think about Shanann. Like, to really think about her. And how... Because I'm trying to understand her more than Chris. She fascinates me more than Chris. Because she had so much going on. Um, This is a very hard-driven young woman. She had goals. Uh, She had this image of what a perfect life should be and will be for her. Like, she saw it. She went for it. And for that, I give her such respect. She's a complicated woman. And she did things in her life that were unethical. Hey. She's human. Nobody's perfect. She had goals. And people that have these really high goals sometimes do things they shouldn't do. And she might have done some things in her past that she does regret. And I hope that she did. Because as a human being, she had the highest of goals. And for that, Respect how she went about to achieve her goals. I don't agree with. For me, I am so not like her. That's why I dive deeper into her personality, her way of life, and just who she was and what she did, how she treated people, so on and so on, and what led to this horrific. Ending for her. An ending that just crushes me inside. Crushes me. She did some shady things. Audience members. (laughs) Actors, room listeners. Talking about a documentary. Christopher Watts, Shanann Watts, two beautiful kids, a family destroyed that early morning. But this family was destroyed long before that. Um, Shanann just didn't know it yet. Uh, she caught privy to this weeks before she died, that things were not right. 
And we'll talk about that next week or next episode. Whenever it comes out, folks. I'm sporadic with my shows coming out. And talking about this story is important. I think it's very important. We're learning about humanity in its best and worst. There are a lot of people that loved Chris Watts. (laughs) Okay. Chris Watts was likable. He was. Up until about a month before this all went down. Like, everybody loved Chris. Remember that show? No? (laughs) Everybody loved Chris. Shanann's parents loved Chris. Shanann's brother loved Chris. His family loved him. He helped people out. Whenever somebody needed something, he was there. Uh, Whatever Shanann needed, Chris was there. Whatever the kids needed, guess what? Chris was there. He was a good guy. He never hurt Shanann before that. Hardly ever yelled at her. Uh, So that's what makes it even more puzzling. So what? If there's history of abuse, you get it. Okay? Uh, you know, people saying, yeah, Chris would explode. And I'd see him, like, destroy a, a room. Oh, yeah. He just was had a short fuse. You go, okay. But that's not the case with Chris Watts. He's actually a likable person. That's fucked up. And I'm going to end you with this. In my opinion. Before that faithful night. Chris Watts. <laughs> was more likable. Than Shanann. And that. Is how we'll end this show. Don't hate me. <laughs> Don't hate me folks. I love you. Okay. Just know that. I love you. I do. Every single one of you. That listen to my show. I love you. I love you. I I could kiss you. (laughs) Believe me, I'm a hugger. I hug my kids every day. Every day. There are days that go by. I don't hug my kids. I hugged my kids yesterday like five times. It's not a joke. I ain't lying. I love my kids so much. I have two daughters. Madeline is 17. And Lexi is 11. And... They're my life. My wife, of course, is my life. And my two precious girls. Just like Chris. Had two precious girls. And the thought of what Chris did. To his. Like. You are not a man. You're not a dad. You're not. To me. You're not anything. What happened to this fucking guy? This nice guy, right? Nice guy. I guess he found out, and this is young in his life when he first started working, Chris, found out this family that he knew 
during Christmas time, was down on their luck, couldn't make a payment on their house, Chris dedicated his next paycheck to them. Okay? So we're not talking about a heartless bastard. He did have morals a few years before he did this. But it doesn't take away from the dark passenger. He was always there. Chris tried to do the right thing for as long as he could. Be a good man. This is an interesting question. For the audience and just in general. How many people out there have dark passengers? And how many of them keep that dark passenger at bay? And succeed in keeping that dark passenger far away? That scares the living shit out of me. Because Chris Watts had that dark passenger, kept him at bay for as long as he could. And all the things coming together on August 13th, 2018, contributed to what he did. And we'll talk about those things (laughs) next time in the actor's room. Ouch, hurt my ears there. I hope you have a great day. I, I hope that you take away from this show a little bit of emotion in me. Like, I'm full of that. I don't mean to sound like an asshole or snarky. My delivery is kind of, uh, I don't know, like I'm talking down to me, my audience, to me audience. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. And I'm not that guy. I'm just passionate. And this story brings out high emotion in me. So that's why the, the decibels go up. Wow. I can't believe I'm talking about this stuff. So fascinating, disturbing, and fascinating. Um, getting to the psyche of people. Or just finding out about people like this. There's a lot of families like this, though. A lot. You got the domineering wife, the submissive uh, husband, or the other way around. Okay? And we're going to talk about that more next time. I hope you turn in next time. Keep listening. You listen to this one, and you want to hear more about how I feel, about what happened. And I wonder if you agree with me a little bit. At least a little. Like you see my side in just a certain way. Next week. We just touched on it this week. Setting it up. Tune in next week. To the Actors Room. Go to the website. Theactorsroom.lipson.com I have a donate button on my show folks. I don't make any money off of this. Anything I get is off of donations. It's from you. Uh. Giving to me that, hey, you're doing a good job. Here's a little something. And it gives me encouragement to go forward, to do more shows, and to do them more often. It's tough, man. I got a family. I got a job. I got a dog. I got to walk them a lot. <laughs> I got shit going on. I just can't talk about shows 
all the time. I just can't do it. I get shit going on. Just like you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, On my show, I like to tell my audience that you deserve to spoil yourself. Yeah, you do. You fucking deserve it. You work hard. You're a good person. You got to take time to sit your ass down and watch a movie. Watch a new show. Involve your family with doing that. Y'all sit around, watch a show together, and then you talk about it. That's what me and my family do. We all sit around, watch something we all can enjoy, and then we talk about it while we're watching it. We got the popcorn, we got the uh, chips and salsa, and we just enjoy the show, the company of one another, and it's a wonderful thing. Pour yourself that drink too. I'm not advocating alcohol, but hey. <laughs> Sometimes you got to treat yourself. You only live one time, folks. One time, I think. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going with what I know. And from what I know, one time. <laughs> Others are like, no, man. You come back as something else. That might be true. That actually could be true. I I could buy that. Do we come back as like a bug or a bird? Do we have that choice? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm talking out of my ass. Those of you who are still listening, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Um, um, The people that support the show, listen to it consistently. Uh, Listening to me uh, just (laughs) babble (laughs) sometimes. I hope... um, Some of you enjoyed my Marlon Brando redux. That was something different. Uh, And I enjoyed talking about Brando. Marlon Brando was the greatest actor ever. Period. (laughs) To me, that's a fact. Those who don't listen to any of my other shows. I talk about actors. I talk about film. I talk about actresses. I talk about genius work, art, uh, shows that touch me. I want to feel. Isn't that weird? I think other people shy away from that. Chris Watts shied away from feeling, especially her. Don't do that. You have to feel. It's so important. There's nothing wrong. With showing emotion. You have to. Because if you don't. It all just eats away at you. And that's bad. Art can bring. You to places. That are beautiful. Sometimes hurtful. But that's okay. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to admit to you right now. My most favorite show ever. Is the Wonder Years. With Fred Savage. The Wonder Years. Huh. I, 90% of that episode or 90% of the shows on there, I, I cry at the end. What is that? I notice like, at the end of every episode of The Wonder Years, I cry. <sighs> what a wuss. I cry. I'm emotional. I can. I go there. I, it, it comes out. 
I laugh, I cry, I get mad, I'm happy. I, I go through all the emotions, folks. It's fun. The human body is built to experience all the emotions. Hurt, pain, happiness, laughter, tears. That's life. Don't hide it. We're meant to be here to feel. And in art, that's what happens. I know, right? Deep. (laughs) This guy is so stupid. (laughs) What the hell is he talking about? End the show. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to sign off. In the actor's room. My name's Jeff. Thank you once again. Have a great day. Have a great night. God bless you. Have a good one.